Well, we welcome you to our Sunday morning experience. We want to give honor our, our worship team. They did a wonderful job as normal, our worship team and our band. Thank you for joining us. Come on in the room today. We're happy to have you. Good morning. God bless you. My name is Minister George Houston. I'm our Connect Groups and, and Technology Director here at Linked Up Church. I just want to welcome you in. I believe God has a, has a special word for you today. So make sure you stay, stay on for the entire sermon. There's some special things in here that God wants to get into your life today. Also want to say on behalf of Pastor Gregory and Pastor Trish, they, have, they had every intentions to be here this morning. But unfortunately, Pastor Trish, her mom transitioned yesterday. And so they're, they're in Detroit taking care of her family right now, both of them. And I would be remiss for, for me to not tell you that and let's not pray for them. So I would like for you to bow your heads and, and please let's, let's pray for her. Uh, and her brother and her family right now. So, Father God, right now, we, we lift up Pastor Trish, Lord. We lift up her brother Mike, Father, and the entire Davenport family right now. Father, you said that, that one of the purposes and, and offices of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit will be our comforter. So, Father, I pray that she is comforted right now, that the entire family is comforted right now, her father as well. Father, they are all comforted by you. Holy Spirit, wrap your big, large arms around them. Let them sense your love and your anointing right now. Father, we pray the Ephesians prayer that they will be built up and charged up by your might in their inner man. So, Father, I pray that, that, that they are strengthened right now. Father, give them wisdom and, and revelation. Father, give them strength and give them favor as they're planning the home going for her mom right now, Father. As a result, Lord, we pray that Pastor Trish and her family, they will, they will come out of that, Father, that they'll have a family reunion as they celebrate the life and legacy of her mom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The family wishes that please, no calls to her right now. Some of y'all might have her number. No calls to her, uh, just only text messages. And, and if you would like to send your condolences and, and your cards, we welcome you to, eat, to mail them to the, the church office care of Pastor Trish. And we'll make sure that she receives all of those cards and everything like that when she gets back. So welcome once again. Also want to remind you that um, we have content for the entire family in our Linked Up Church app. So if you have little ones from six months to three years, Minister Tonette and Little Linkland, they have, a, they have information for you in the, the Linked Up Church app. I believe they're talking about Jesus. He's talking about do not worry. So there's a video and there's a coloring sheet and there's a full lesson in there for you. It's in the Linked Up Church app. Also, if you have children from four years to 10 years, uh, Minister Carol and her team, they're talking about at the beach and today they're talking about it's like a hurricane. So there's a video in there for you and your children. Also, Minister Nehemiah, they will go live today as well uh, for, our, for the plug age for our teenagers. And so there's, there's ministry for the entire family. Let us help you minister to your family by showing them that content. Uh, it's also on YouTube, so you can put it on your big screen TV, pop them down in front of it, make them watch. All right. So God bless you. Also, last but not least, um, the sermon notes for today, they're in, the, in, they're in the Linked Up Church app as well, or the Version app. Listen, if you're watching on your TV, that's great, but I also strongly encourage you to have your device in your hand. It's always better to, to read the scriptures for yourselves. This is a, another way that we can learn and get the information that God has for us into our hearts. All right? Well, welcome once again. If you're watching for the very first time, welcome. Um, I'd love to have you all in the room today. Once again, I, I gave you my name, so let's jump in. Let's do a quick recap of last week. So last week we talked about labels. Actually, we talked about being mislabeled, and that we defined that. And once again, the definition of label is a slip of paper, cloth, or other material marked or inscribed for attachment to something to indicate its manufacturer, nature, ownership, or destination. 
And we talked about, uh, for us, now that we're believers, God has labeled us. And, and, and a, a big key part of that, uh, I'll talk about that in just a moment. Let's go to our foundation text for today. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. And it says, You have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus the unto one. Do I have any believers in the room today? Online, type in, I'm a believer, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. You need three exclamation marks. That way we know you really meant it. Or put it in all caps. I'm a believer. All right. It says, you have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus, the anointed one. Verse 27. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus. Anybody immersed into Jesus? That's so good. That immersed you into Jesus, the anointed one, and now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. Not my anointing, not your anointing. We are clothed in his anointing. Verse 28 says, and we no longer see each other in our former state. What is our former state? Our former state is our BC days. You might be asking, what is BC? Our before Christ days. We no longer see ourselves in our BC state, our former state, Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, male or female, <laughs> I'm just playing around. All right, male or female, um, we no longer see ourselves that way. We no longer see ourselves by our, our religious um, affirmations. We no longer see ourselves that way. But, but because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ, with no distinction between us. And I, I mentioned last week this main point. Unless the label has been given by God through his son, Jesus Christ, to you, we must reject it. A lot of us, we may have noticed last week that we're carrying labels that God did not give us. And because we're carrying those labels, we are, those labels that God didn't give us, they can be like weights that we're trying to carry among, carry along our lives. And God is saying today, release those labels. He's saying release those labels. As a matter of fact, when we had our very first encounter with God, he freed us from all of those previous labels. And he stamped us with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And he said, now you are my son. Now you are my daughter. I'm getting way ahead, way ahead of myself. But that's what we're going to talk about today. And last but not least, we talked about last week some facts about labels. We, uh, I mentioned to you that labels can limit. Remember I, remember I mentioned that if, if we're following, if we're, if we're living our lives to the wrong label, it can limit our faith. It can limit our God-given potential. And we don't want that. We want to take advantage of every year God gives us on this earth. God wants us to go from glory to glory to glory. But we can only do that if we accept the right label on our lives. And we also talked about that labels can be a system of control. And, and so if you're not living under the label of Jesus Christ, then some other label is controlling you. Yes, in this day and age, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who want to control you. They want to influence you for the enemy. Listen, I want to make sure that, that there is no misconception about this. Right now in this world, there's either Satan or God. Amen. There's only two teams. There's either God's team or Satan team, uh, Satan's team. So you're either, you're either being led by God or you're being led by the enemy. Yes. All right? And so today we're going to understand more about those labels. But let me give you an encouraging word. Choose God today. Choose his labels. And we'll talk more about those labels in just a moment. Listen, you don't want to jump out of the stream today in 10 minutes or so. I got some very important news and revelation for you. So make sure you stay in for the entire stream. All right. Let's, let's talk about this. When we encounter God, our labels should change. We're going to go through a couple examples from, from the Bible about some labels that change for people in the Bible. All right, let's go to our first text today. And so I'm not going to tell you who she is, 
maybe I will, but a lot of you all know the, the woman with the issue of blood. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. So on your device, Luke chapter 8, verse, verse 42. And right before this, I'm going to set the story up. We know that Jesus was, was out doing ministry, and he was approached by Jairus. And Jairus came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, my, my daughter is near death. His daughter was sick. So, of course, as we know that Jesus, Jesus and his disciples, they get up, and they begin to make their way to Jairus' house. However, something happens on the way. <clears throat> And so I'm going to pick up with the word, but, but as he went, so we're talking about, he's talking about Jesus going, but as he went, the multitude thronged him. And the word throng, I think you all understand what that means. The multitude was, was pressing up against Jesus. Verse 43, now a woman having a flow of blood, flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you the answer in just a little bit. Let's ask ourselves this question. What label did she have? Think about it. What label did she have? All right, I'm going to give you the answer. Actually, give me your answer in the chat right now. What label do you think she had? There's no wrong answers. I'll give you the right answer in just a moment, but think about it. What label did she have? Let's go back to verse 43. She has she had a certain kind of label because she didn't approach Jesus boldly like Jairus did. She came up behind him. Interesting point. Let's go with Leviticus chapter 15. I'm going to give you the answer. Leviticus chapter 15. And we're going to go to verse 25. Leviticus 15, 25. And in that time when Jesus was, was walking the earth, they were living under the, under the Levitical law. And so in, in, in Leviticus, we're seeing some of the laws that, that was given to them on verse 25. I want to pick up with verse 25. And it says, Um, there it is. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, you all can imagine what that is. Yep. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, other than at that time of her customary impurity, I don't have to explain what that is. You can imagine what that is. Or if it runs, listen to this point, or if it runs beyond her usual time of impurity, all the days of her unclean discharge shall be as days of her customary impurity. Here it is. She shall be unclean. So let's piece these two scriptures together. The Bible tells us that for 12 years she had this, this physical state where her blood flow didn't stop. And they were living under this law where if your blood was flowing, if you were a female, you, you were labeled unclean. As a matter of fact, if you go read the whole chapter, everything that you touched was unclean. As a matter of fact, they said, when it stopped, you had to go wash everything in your house to purify it again because you were unclean. Uh -huh. So imagine for her, she had gone 12 years of living a life with this label of unclean. Yeah. Come on, let's try to catch this. Her label, so the answer to the question that many of y'all might have typed it in the chat was, she was labeled unclean. She was not even supposed to be outside. Why? Because, remember, everybody that she touched was also labeled as unclean. So if someone would have known that she had a flow of blood, she was probably covered it up, covered it up very well. They would have told her, hey, where are you going? Get back in your house. Shouldn't you be quarantining right now? <laughs> Having a little bit of fun. But listen to her heart. Back to Luke chapter 8, verse 44. Actually, we're going to start with verse, yeah, verse 44. And so she came up behind Jesus, as we said, and she came up behind and touched the border of his garment. Isn't that good? And immediately 
type in or say immediately? Immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those that was with him said, Master, the multitudes are thronging you. And yet you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me and I perceived power going out of me. Verse 47, now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and, and falling down. Remember, she came up behind him to touch him. That's, that's an, I can't get into that today, but that's something for you all to study. Why did she come behind, not in front? She came trembling from behind, falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and, now, and how she was healed immediately. Let's listen to what Jesus gave her as an action step. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Listen to this. Go in peace. So her encounter with Jesus, listen carefully, her encounter with Jesus changed her label from unclean to clean. As a matter of fact, I bet you it also changed her label from troubled to peaceful. It changed her label from sick to healed. And I want to encourage you all today. There's some, there somebody watching today. You've been dealing with a sickness for many years. And you might feel like there's no hope for you. But let me tell you, the blood of Jesus still speaks today. The blood of Jesus still speaks today. I don't care what the name of your sickness is. God can change that label in an instant. So I pray for you right now, no matter where you are, even if you're in a sick bed right now, I declare you are healed by the blood and name of Jesus. And I want you to take that new label of healed. I want you to walk around and go, yeah, I am the healed. Yeah, I'm no longer sick. I want you to walk around your living room and declare God's goodness and his new label on your life because we are no longer living under our former level or in our, our label or our former state because we are healed. Whether our body knows it or not, our spirit man knows I am healed when we have an encounter with Christ it changes us we go to our next story about a man named Zacchaeus so much fun studying his life the Bible says Zacchaeus was of short statue <laughs> I don't know if he was I can't even say that word anymore that's no longer politically correct All right. he, the Bible says he was of small statue let your imagination run with that as you will and he heard that Jesus was coming by. I'm going to get to my point. But he had a label on his life. I want you to listen to this. Luke chapter 19, verse 5 from the Passion says this. When Jesus got to that place, oh, let me finish setting it up, excuse me. Zacchaeus, because he was short stature, you know, people were thronging Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus, so he went and found a tree, and he climbed up in a tree. All right? And so when Jesus got to that place, Jesus looked up into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, Hurry on down, sir. Come on down, man. Let's end this quarantine. Let's go fellowship. For I am appointed to stay at your house today. Isn't that interesting? Now listen carefully. Uh, verse, verse 6 says, so he scurried down the tree and came face to face with Jesus. But listen to what the crowd was saying, though. Verse 7, as Jesus left to go with him, to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd, listen to what they did. They got online. They started talking about him. Mm. Did you see what Jesus did? Girl, let me, let me tell you what Jesus did. Listen to what the crowd says. Look at this. 
of all the people to have dinner with Jesus, doesn't that sound like jealousy? Of all the people to go have dinner with Jesus, I invited him, you invited him, uh, every, we invited him, but of all the people to have dinner, dinner with Jesus, he's going to eat in the house of a crook. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Of course, we're in the passion. So Zac- Zacchaeus had a label. We know that his profession, he was a tax collector. And if you, listen, if, you don't, if you're not a Bible scholar, let me encourage, if you want to find some mysteries, man, study the Bible. Because these labels and terms mean so much more than we have time to give you in a 35, 40-minute sermon. But his formal label was a sinner because he was a tax collector. And, and tax collectors, they had a, 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 a horrendous reputation of, of taking advantage of people. And so his formal label, as, as we said in the Passion, was crook. But let's listen to what his encounter with Jesus did for him. Verse 9 from the Passion says this. Luke 19, 9 from the Passion says, And Jesus said to him, This shows that today life has come to you and your household. Listen, fathers, men, as you go, your household goes. Yes, amen, amen. Just encouraging you. As you make the, wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. As you fight battles and, and defeat demons, your household comes right behind you. As a husband, whatever I don't defeat, my children will have to. Come on now. Some of us know this very well because we're fighting demons that our father never beat. That's good. That's good. So Jesus said to him in verse 9, this shows that today life has come to you and your household for for you are a true son of Abraham. Isn't that interesting? That term meant, oh man, I can't go there. But his, that term meant he's now a believer. The son of man, verse 10 says, the son of man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. At the end, we're going to talk about how we can partner with the son of man. Because the son of man needs us to continue to seek out those and give life to those who are lost. So we see as a part of that, Jesus, or Zacchaeus, through Zacchaeus, excuse me, Through one encounter with Jesus, his life changed. Not just his life, though, the life of his household. He went from crook to believer. He went from sinner to son of Abraham. Oh, wow. Ha, 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 this is so good. He went from no covenant to having a covenant with God. Uh And it had nothing to do with his birthright. Had nothing to do with his race. It had everything to do with his belief in Jesus. One more label I want to show you. One more example. Um, There's a a fun story that we talk about a lot in the New Testament. It's found in John chapter 8. And it's the woman who was caught in adultery. I don't have to give you the question now. What was her label? You know her label was adulterer. (laughs) All right. John chapter 8 verse 3 says, so we know what happened, right? They, They, Jesus was speaking. They went and found her and they brought her to Jesus and they asked Jesus this question. Let's, Let's read it. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery, her label, adulterer. And when they had set her in the midst, verse 4, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. I don't want to go down this route, but how in the world they catch her in the very act? They did not have cameras in the tent. They wouldn't watch it on closed-circuit TV. The question is, how did they know what she was doing? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Let me stop playing. 
How did they find out? Anyway, let's keep moving. So they, they were still talking to Jesus. They said, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. All right? But what do you say? Can I give you the layman's version? We called her an adultery. She, she should be punished. She should be condemned right now according to Moses' law. But what do you say, Jesus? So her former, her former label before her encounter with Jesus was adulterer. All right? But listen to what Jesus says in verse 10. So we know what happens after that, right? Jesus, he writes on the ground and he says some things, but, and, and then people begin to leave one by one. Catch this. Don't, don't, don't check out right now. Catch this. Until finally Jesus was left alone with the woman, still standing there in front of him. <laughs> All right? So he stood back and said to her, listen very carefully, dear woman, where are your accusers? Yeah, Holy Spirit, I'll follow you. As believers, you do have an enemy, and he's attempting to accuse you every day of your past. He wants to condemn you. God comes to convict. The enemy comes to condemn. Where are your accusers? Verse 10 again. Is there no one here to condemn you? She looked around, she said, and she replied in verse 11, I see no one, Lord. Listen to, listen to that word there. I see no one, Lord, indicating that she was converted. Then, then said, Jesus said this, then I certainly don't condemn you either. This is a very key point for us to learn and realize as believers that God doesn't condemn us. If you're walking around feeling like you're in condemnation right now, just know that that wasn't God that, that gives you that feeling. God has his arms wide open saying, son or daughter, come back home today. I love you so much. Yeah, I've already forgiven you. My son took care of that over 2,000 years ago. Come back home right now. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and, 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 let me slow down. Then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and from now on, be free from a life of sin. Uh-huh. I submit to you, Linked Up Church our family and friends this morning, I submit to you, her label went from adulterer to free. She, her, her label went from adulterer to daughter of the Most High King. Oh, wow. Her, her label went from adulterer to queen. <laughs> her label went from bound in adultery to free. As I've said multiple times, multiple times, one encounter with Jesus frees us from all of our previous labels. Hmm. But listen to this, though. She wasn't free because of what she did. It's a key point. She's free, and we're free because of what Jesus did for us. I'm not free because of anything that I do. My actions are worthless, but I'm free because God sees me in Jesus. I wish I had some shades right now because I would put my shades on. I would go, yes, God doesn't see me through my former state, but God sees me through the lens of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah we're going to stay right here for just a moment. You need to catch this. So when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you from a perspective of what you did yesterday or what you did the day before or what you did a long time ago. When God looks at you, he sees you as righteous. Yes, amen. Are you all getting it this, getting it this, getting it this morning? Are you comprehending? But then for us right now, there is an action step. When I think about freedom, I'm going to bring this point in right now. 
When I think about freedom, though, think about this. We just, yesterday we celebrated our country's independence, and, and that was great. Thank God for living in America. And a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated June 10th, Juneteenth. Uh, as many of you all know, I'm from Texas, and so that's been something we've been celebrating for a very long time. And, but, I, but there was something about the Juneteenth um, item that I want to bring forward today. I want to, and, and it fits right here in this moment. When we accept Jesus, our spirit man becomes brand new. We know the Bible says that we become a new creature in Christ. So our spirit man becomes new. I'm going I'm to kind of equate it to those, those slaves in Texas. They were set free two years before the information got to them. So when we accept Jesus, God proclaims you're free. Your spirit man is free. However, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, that's on you to change. Oh, I'm going I'm to give you a secret. Can I give you a secret? Come on, listen. Turn the volume up. Turn the volume up. Turn, turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. Here's the secret. If I want to change my mind, will, and emotions, I must have a daily encounter with God. That one-time encounter at salvation is great. It changes our spirit, man. But I must have a daily encounter with God. Why? Because my flesh keeps rising up. My mind, will, and emotions keeps rising up. But if I take some time to, to turn towards the sun and bask in his glory, then I can say, Lord, I put my mind, will, and emotions on the altar today. I put my mind, will. I put my way of thinking. Father, wash me in your blood today. Give me the strength I need for today to be the man or woman that you want me to be. Want me to be because because why? You have a mission and a goal for me. Listen, God has a mission and a goal for you, and we can't fully accomplish that if we're walking along the lines of our former labels. Amen. <laughs> All right. So listen, in order for me to change how I think, and in order for me to fully realize that God sees me in Christ, then I must go to the Bible and build my faith up about what God says about me. And so I got four or five examples. We're going to run through these pretty quickly. Um, so my first example is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I've already talked about it from the, from the passion. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, and it says, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says this, For God made the one only, I'm going to restart it again. For God made the one, only one who did not know sin, he's talking about Jesus, to become sin for us. So that we who do not, who, so we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. So God gives us a new label. God calls us righteous. So listen, if God calls you righteous, don't call yourself anything but righteous. Amen. Let that sink in. Don't let those words come out of your mouth that you're not righteous. Because of what you've done, we just read there that God calls you righteous. All right? Second example is found in Acts chapter 10. We're just going through a couple examples of what does God call me now that I've accepted Jesus? Because I, I need to put my faith on this like a, like a bulldog on a bone. I don't have any dogs because I can't say why. I can't. My wife doesn't like dogs, so we don't have any dogs, and marriage is a compromise. <laughs> We're not talking about marriage today, but marriage is a compromise. That's how you make it to almost 20 years. <laughs> It'll be 20 years in December. We will celebrate Somewhere, either in quarantine or not, we will be celebrating 20 years. All right. Acts chapter 10, verse 42. Listen to what it says. Jesus ordained us. Everybody, listen, type in Jesus ordained you. 
That doesn't make sense. Type in, I am ordained. That makes sense. I am ordained. Type it in. All right. Uh, Jesus ordained us to preach. Listen to this. To preach and warn the people that God had appointed him to be the judge of the living and the dead. Verse 43 says, and not only us, but all of us, all of the prophets agree in their writings that everyone who believes in him, talking about Jesus, receives complete forgiveness of sins through the power of his name. I slowed it down because I want you to realize that God also calls you forgiven. It says right there in that scripture that we are forgiven of all of our sins. All of our sins. Once again, the enemy might be trying to condemn you by saying, sir, or daughter, son or daughter, you messed up. But listen, remind him, no, son, no, no, sir, no, bro. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. A couple more. Moving through this quickly, uh, ministry team or worship team, please prepare. Worship team, please prepare. And it says, Acts 17, verse 28 says, it is through him that we live, listen to this, that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage, lineage, our lineage comes from him. As I mentioned earlier, when we accept Jesus, we are Oh, gosh, Lord, help me explain it clearly. Our lineage changes. I'm no longer, my last name is Houston. I'm no longer in the lineage of Houston's, and I thank God for that. I, God now sees me as his son or daughter. Yeah. Your new label is not just your last name. Your new label is son of the most high God, yeah. daughter of the most high God. You are a king's kid. So that should change how we walk. That should change how we talk, right? I should not be walking around with my head down low. But now that I know I'm a king's kid, I'm walking around with my head up, yeah. chest stuck out. Not proud of what I did. Remember, I'm not proud of what I did. I'm proud of what Jesus did. Amen. My confidence comes from him. And God sees me through his eyes. Let me hear you say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm getting excited up here. Let me calm down. Couple more, couple more, couple more. The next one, Ephesians chapter 1 from the Passion. We've got to put our faith on these things right now. Put your faith on these things. Ephesians 1, 4 says, and he chose us. God chose you to be his. Oh, man. I can't stop. I can't just go by that. God chose you, my man. God chose you. God chose you, my, my daughter, my, my sister. God chose you to be his very own, joining us to himself, even though, even before he laid the foundation of the universe, God chose you. God chose you. He saw you even before the foundation of this world. He saw you and chose you. Because of his great love, he ordained you so that we could be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Hallelujah. New label. God calls you loved. God calls you holy. I love this. God calls you innocent. I remember I have three daughters and and I remember when they were young, when they were really, really young, they were just so innocent. And, and really, anything that they did, you, you chalked it up to innocence, right? It was like, oh, they, 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 they colored on the wall in the, in the house. That was an innocent mistake, all right? So God sees you, the way God sees you through the blood of Jesus, he sees you as innocent. He sees you as righteous. Oh, come on. I think y'all are getting it. He sees you that way. One more place. One more place, John 15, chapter 5. 
It says, one last place here. I am the, I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches. We're all God's branches. As you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. Isn't that good? Fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. God calls you fruitful. God calls you blessed. What God is saying is when we connect, when we stay connected to the true vine, which Jesus is the true vine, when we stay connected to the true vine, then we are fruitful. I think all of us want the same thing. We want to live a powerful, fruitful life. But we cannot do that apart from Jesus. You cannot live a powerful, a fruitful life without Jesus. And so listen, as I, as I set up this section, I wanted to remind you that in order for me to change my mind, will, and emotions, I must build up my faith muscles. I must understand what God says about me. I must understand that through the, the, the written word of Jesus, I can, I can do a word search on in him and in whom and find, find out all these new labels that I'm supposed to be believing God for. And when we do that, when we do that, we can truly become the place where, where God can dwell. Listen, God wants to dwell inside of you. And not only for you and you alone, but he desires to use you to change a generation. He wants to use you to change your neighbors. He wants to use you to be a beacon of light on this earth. Listen, you don't have to be on a pulpit or on a stage to be used by God. You could be, in a, you could be a, a beauty shop owner. You, could, you can be a, a barber shop owner. You can be a, just a, a postman or whatever you do. Whatever you are, though, God wants to use you. Yes. How do we make God rich today? How can you make God rich? The Bible tells us he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's not by giving him money. One of Jesus' last instructions was he, he gave the great commission where he told us to go out and tell others about him. Yes. And so to live, a truly I can, to live a truly fulfilling life, I must tell others about Jesus. I mentioned last week that we got to have our, our, our Holy Ghost elevator speech ready. So, we, so when someone comes to ask you, hey, there's something different about you, my sister. What is it? We tell them about Jesus. Tell them your testimony of what God did for us. And as our worship team begins to come, they're going to sing a, a song here. But I just want to remind you that you are a king's kid. He lives inside of you. So let's stand on our feet right now. If you're in your living rooms or if you are at home, I ask that you stand with us right now. Let's Let's sanctify the place that we're in. Let's sanctify the place that we're in right now as our worship team comes. As Minister George just said, it's so important that we go out and be a light. But we have to make sure that we receive that light first. So wherever you are right now, I invite you to lift your hands and receive that there is no condemnation. Receive his amazing love for you. Receive that his mercy endures forever. Receive the blessing that was sung over you earlier today. Because you're no longer a slave to fear. You are a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child. 
child of God. Just lift your hands and say this. That I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yeah. I am a child of God. I'm no So you might be in on the 
stream today, you might be watching today, and you may be someone who has never ever received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Listen, I can tell you, accepting Jesus has been the best decision of my life. From the point I was 23 to now, I've seen nothing but, but goodness because of my decision. And so I want to invite you to become a son or daughter of God today. I want to invite you to become a daughter of the Most High King today. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world, to make it personal to you, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so let me invite you to, to live in eternity with Jesus Christ today. There might be others on the call today who maybe you've accepted Jesus, but you found, your way, you found yourself going your own way, and you want to come back home to him today. We, we call that rededication, we just, or we call it just being out of fellowship. Listen, God isn't mad at you. He's not mad at you at all. He, he's standing there with his arms wide open saying, my daughter, come back home today. He gave us the example of the prodigal son whose father, he went to the, he went to the porch every day looking for his lost son. God loves you so much. Just come back home and, and make a decision to live your life fully following him. <clears throat> and last but not least, you may not have a church home. Listen, Linked Up Church, we love you so much. We are passionate about connecting you to God, connecting you to family, your purpose, and your community. You don't have to live in, in, in this area to be a part of Linked Up Church. We have Linked Up Church members all across this country. And we'll find a place where you can make a difference in your world, in your neighborhood, as a part of Linked Up Church. So I gave three invitations. I want to take care of the first one now. And so if you want to receive Jesus, just say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. Come into my life now. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was born. He died. And God raised him on the third day. He took my sins to the cross, and now I am free to live for him. So by saying that prayer, God has engrafted you into the family. He's changed your lineage. You are now a king's kid. And so that's how God views you. Make sure you take the time to re-watch this and, and get into a, a place where you can learn more about God. He loves you so much. He does not want to leave you that way. But now listen. If you said that prayer, our team is here for you. We want to follow up with you. We want to pray with you. So there's going to be instructions right below in this area. Follow those instructions. We want to connect with you today. And as I said, we want to pray with you. We want to make sure that you fully understand those decisions that you made. So our ministry team is standing by to pray with you. So, so follow that text code and follow that so we can follow up with you right now. Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community. That's right. And you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend, and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services. If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities. Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.